Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. So I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone on this week's episode because as you know, when you see me, I don't wear makeup. I mean, I'm just naturally beautiful. I can't help it, you know, (laughs) but I am so excited to have my next guest on here. We've got Annick here with uh, Brattle Beauty Bar. Annick, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. And yeah, it's really fun to have you on because this is an area, obviously, that I have no skin in the game at all. No (laughs) pun intended. And so I, I really want to give this opportunity for you to kind of share your backstory because you do have a really uh, interesting story to tell on how you got into this and and your training. And it, it's it's not uh, perhaps like the traditional way of doing things. And so do you mind letting the listeners in on just how you got into the beauty industry? And Sure. Yeah, we'll just go with that. It started eight years ago. I had to be a bridesmaid at one of my best friend's weddings. And we were out in BC when we had this done. And we went and got our hair and makeup done. And when she left, she was so upset. She hated the way she looked. She hated her makeup. It wasn't her. She was very, very upset. So we took probably the last 20 minutes that we had before the ceremony started, took off all of her makeup and tried to redo it the best we can. I often wondered after that, how many women does this actually happen to? They go, they get a service, they don't know what to expect. They get there, they walk out, and they look so different than what they normally intend to be. And it's not their vision at all. So about six months after that, I started wondering, I thought, you know what? Let's see if I can do something about that. So I opened a bridal beauty bar. I went to school. I took all of my cosmetology, and I did conventional makeup only at that time. So the first year, but I realized the, the competition is very steep. It's very hard. There's so many people doing it. I thought, you know, I need a niche. What could it possibly be? So I decided, well, actually, my friend had said to me, she says, I just came from a wedding in Vegas. And she said, they did airbrush makeup on me. And I'm like, what? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. She goes, can you do that? And I'm like, well, how hard can it be? That's what I thought at the time. I'll go on YouTube and see. (laughs) Right? So... When you're in the wedding industry and you're doing makeup on so many people, you just can't pick any makeup. You have to have something that's hypoallergenic and sensitive on people's skin. I mean, there's just a way of doing it. There's a way of not doing it. Because once you start getting into allergies and all the good things, then you're starting to dive into 15 different types of makeup, kind of coverage, so on and so forth. So I started looking at all the different makeup out there that pertain to airbrush. And everything was silicone-based. You had to put setting spray in between. I'm like, God, I would never put that on my skin. I can't use this stuff. So I just kept on looking. And then one day I was getting my blood drawn and my husband came with me and he was in the waiting room. So I came out to get my blood work done and he looks at me, he goes, honey, he said, I know this is going to sound super weird coming from me, but I think I found your makeup. I'm like, what? He's like, I think I found your makeup. So I'm like, okay. He said, it's this company called Dianair and it was an infomercial on TV. So I came home and I was reading all of their stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I think you actually did find my makeup. I'm like, way to go, honey. I was so proud of him. You found the unicorn. (laughs) 
And he's like, I think I know more about makeup than any one man should. He's so funny about it, but he's such a, I love it. He's such a good sport, right? So that's fine. So I'm like, okay, well, let's look through this. So I went through it all and I'm looking and I thought, okay, well, let's order a kit. Let's just try. It can't be this hard. It can't be that bad. So I put in all of my, all of my, because I wanted to buy stuff for my skin, mm-hmm. right? Because I wanted to try it on myself at first. So I bought everything that pertained to my skin tone and my color and so on and so forth. So I don't know, three weeks later, I get this bag in the mail and had an air gun, a compressor, a hose, and it had, I practiced 10 different colors and stencils. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. What if I got myself in? Right. And I was like, okay, so I actually started with the makeup and I took it out and I was spraying it all out on myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Right? So I thought, okay. That would be me. I'd be like, what am I doing? Like this, like take this away from me. Exactly. So I thought, okay, I'm going to turn this on to somebody else. So there up comes my daughter, my poor daughter. So I did her makeup and over and over and over. And then I started with my husband. I started doing his and I still couldn't I was going to say like, your husband is the one that suggested this. I mean, he should be the first guinea That's pig right. here. And he was such a good sport about it. He just let me just do whatever I wanted. He's a good man. But I still wasn't getting it. I couldn't get the accuracy that comes with airbrush because of course an air gun is kind of all over the place. So I, I thought, okay, I need some additional training clearly because I had to get this. Because I was on the roll. I was on the path. I was very excited about this. I'm like, okay, I got to call around. So I called all sorts of people here in Calgary. I couldn't get anywhere as anything. Everybody kept telling me that it was just foundation airbrush and that was all there was available. I'm like, it can't Mm. be. They're like, nope, that's all it is. So at first I thought, well, maybe that's all they're teaching. So I kept moving on and I called a few companies, like even outside outside of Alberta. I called a company out in in uh, Vancouver, and they wanted to charge me like nine thousand dollars to do all of this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so much out of control now. And the wedding season is coming at this point. I'm like, I can't put too much more time into this. I've got to figure this out. So my husband he says, well, why don't you call Diner and see if they have online classes or something? California, Hollywood, California. And I'm like, okay, well, let's try that. So I called them. I explained my whole situation. I'm like, I got this stuff, but I cannot figure out how to use it. So she says, can I call you back in five? I'm like, okay. So she calls me back. And then, so she says, she goes, well, how about we do this? She said, only if you can make it down here. I'm like, you want me to come to Hollywood? She goes, yes. I'm like, I see no bad in going to Hollywood. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I'm down for that. What's the worst thing that can happen, right? (laughs) So away I go and, and she's like, we'll put together two classes for you. So we'll put together introduction on how to use it, how to maintain the gun, how to clean the gun, and basically how to start to apply. And I'm like, okay. She goes, and right after that, we'll put together a nice wedding one for you. So the first two days was all introduction, how to use, how to do. And then the last three days was all on wedding, wedding based. And I'm like, that sounds like such a good plan to me. Let's do it. So my husband grabs golf clubs because he golfed like for the 50 hours I was in school. He decided he was going to golf. He's earned it at this point, I think. <laughs> he did. I think so too. He, he's like, after everything he's went through, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So when he went, he golfed for 50 hours. And I went to school for 50 hours with all these people from all over the world. It was absolutely amazing. I had the time of my life. And the owner, her name is Dinah, and she's this... She's this wee little bug thing and oh my gosh. And she came from Hollywood. She was raised in Hollywood. She was raised in the industry where she did makeup on all these celebrities. And she was telling us all these amazing stories about where she started and how come she developed Dianair. And and her biggest story was the comeback that I took out of it isn't damaged that it did their skin. 
So when she first started doing makeup in Hollywood, she was actually on set for all my children for the longest time. Like she said, the more makeup you apply, the worse the skin gets, the more makeup you need. And when you're in the in the industry, she said the producers don't want to see any kind of flaws or anything like that on their on their actresses. So they said for the longest time, the makeup just got thicker and thicker and thicker. It compounds over time. It compounds itself over time. The more the skin, de- the more damage is done to the skin, the more makeup you need to actually cover the skin. So, and then you're going down into the neck because everything's going to start to blend at that point. So a lot of changes are made over the years. So, and I thought, okay, you know what? This makes all the sense to me because as when I was a teenager, that's exactly what happened to me. I was like a pimple factory because I used all this horrible bad makeup. But keep in mind, that was the 80s. It's a long time ago. Things have changed. Different times. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Things have changed a little bit. Just a little bit. So I thought, okay, well, this is pretty good. I like this. I like all this. I like where this is going. And she was just the sweetest woman. And then, so, yeah, we came back and I thought, okay, now I need to practice because everything you learn in life, you got to practice right now. I knew how to use the air gun, but nobody would hire me conventional anymore. Everybody only wanted airbrush. I'm like, oh no. And I, I instantly believed for a second. I panicked. So, oh my God, what if I'm not ready? What if I can't do this? And then my husband's like, you got to take a breath. He said, just go, just go and do what you can do competently. And then what you can't do, just do conventional makeup for the moment. Yeah, so I got thrown in for the first year. Like, and it got, I got thrown in hard. I'm like, okay. No this training is, wheels. Like, it's like. No, just take it off and go. So that's exactly what I did. I just took off everything, the training wheels, and away I went. And that one year, and I've not sold a conventional job ever since. Ever since then, it's as my makeup expired, I just let it go and I never replaced the conventional makeup. I stayed with the airbrush and I just followed through. And the relationship that, I've built with Diane Air is quite amazing because they're the reason why I do what I do. So they call me on a regular basis. I call them, they treat me very well. And the classes, they're continuously sending me updates and classes and stuff that I can do online. So I just, I just love that because they're the trendsetters, right? Anything Hollywood is trendsetting. So because they're trendsetting, they're constantly sending me the new stuff, the new way. And I thought, you know what, this is so cool. I can take all of this to Canada because I can't find this here. So, and I've been looking ever since, trust me, because I get busier and busier and busier every year. <laughs> so year two, it was another year. I did very well. And then COVID hit uh, shortly after that. And then, yeah, I started doing bridal shows to get it out there. And sometimes you just can't push it out enough for people to understand. It's full face airbrush makeup. So I do brows, eyes, everything. And a lot of people just think it's full face foundation makeup. And foundation alone, right. nothing. They else. don't know what they don't know, right? They don't know what they don't know. So I've learned that it's very hard to market this because a lot of people say, "Well, I do full face airbrush makeup," but it's not. It's just the foundation they do. So marketing became a, a problem for me, and to this day, I still have a little bit of a problem marketing it. It's the education part, right? It's, it's the yes, yeah. it, that's exactly what it is. It's the education, and it everything is very visual, and because it's so visual, it's kind of hard for me to say, "Okay, I do full face." But my version of full face is brows, eyes, everything mm-hmm. with the air gun, right? So, yeah. So that was pretty much how I got into it. And I love what I do. I've loved it ever since I've started this. And I don't think I'll ever change a thing. It's amazing how life comes at you hard sometimes like that. And you don't expect things that, you know, sometimes fall in your lap unexpectedly. And, and, and you realize mm-hmm. that this is what you were meant to do. 
It was because when I first started this, I actually worked at Ford. And I remember asking the guys at Ford, I'm like, gosh, I said, I need somebody to cover my shifts for me for a while while I go to school. And they're like, what for? <laughs> so I explained to them, I'm like, I want to go into cosmetology. I said, I want to start my business. Like I see an end game and it's not working for, for anybody else. It was working for myself. So they all worked for me, which I thought was amazing because, I mean, there are a bunch of men in the male industry and I'm talking about stuff that they really don't care about, not in their wheelhouse. Just They're like rolling you. their eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you nuts? <laughs> but I did it. And uh, yeah, so that's how it all started. But when I first started, I literally had to do both. I had to work from, like, you know, full-time at Ford selling parts and then start this business. And I've just kept on moving it forward. And now I'm six years in. Um, the business is doing well. There's four people that work for me now, and I'm still looking to recruit more people. And yeah, so every year I get busier and busier. That's amazing. And so you do this full time, I imagine now. I do now. Yes, I do. I, I it's funny because I don't do enough to keep me busy like all day and all evening. So I started walking dogs too. <laughs> so I spend my day at the dog park, and then I, I got two dogs for myself. I mean, you can come right. up my way and. Uh, <laughs> You can have my dogs. Oh no, I have so much fun with them. So <laughs> my life, my life is good. That's for sure. <laughs> I love that you've been able to expand and be able to bring on others. Talk to me a little bit about how that process was. It was hard at first because at first I wasn't going to do both hair and makeup, but I quickly decided I'm like, okay. A lot of people were asking me. They're like, do you know anybody who does hair? Can you do hair? And I'm like, no, but. And then uh, a friend of mine, she's actually a hairdresser. So I'm like, do you do hair? She's like, I do. I do some wedding hair, right? And I'm like, okay. So that's how I started with getting into the hair part of it. And then I needed a makeup artist. I'm like, okay, I need somebody. And then I recruited my daughter. And she's just got this young, natural beauty about her. It was so easy to teach her. It was crazy. It took me literally an hour. And I'm like, I hate you. (laughs) It's not fair. It's not fair. fair it took me so long and so much money and it took her like an hour and she's just a pro at it but she's she's of the generation she's young and she's got all of these beauty ideas too right like she's got this crazy long gorgeous hair and she's kind of in the modeling industry so it came really natural to her so I thought okay so now so I had two hairstylists by this point and now there's students and myself for makeup so we were doing like really big weddings up to 22 people so um that was fine and then my daughter decided she wanted to do hair, so now I'm short of makeup artist, but <laughs> figures, right? Damn those, uh, you know, aspirations, I right? Know. I know. So now I'm on the hunt again. Here I go. But I'd like to have a couple of teams. That's my goal. Like, I'm happy doing two teams because that allows me to do about 40 weddings a year, which is really all I want. I only want about 40 weddings. I believe that if you go too far with it and if you get too big too fast, you lose the customer service aspects. Mm -hmm. You lose the conversations with your brides. You lose getting to know them because everything else becomes too busy. Yeah, You don't have a choice. Like You take too many steps backwards to go ahead. And my original goal when I started this was thinking about my friend and how she wasn't happy and because I didn't know who she was. So I spent quite a bit of time with my brides. So when they call, they they ask me if, if I'm available. And of course, if I am, then I just tell them my steps. We always do a trial. I talk to them and I, I'll, I'll meet with them for free. I don't, I don't charge for any of that. I believe that if I don't know them, I encourage photos. 
Photos gives you many things. It gives you color palettes. It gives you expectations. It gives you all the things that you need to try to put together a plan for when they come. And then you can turn around and and kind of give them their own unique look based off the color palette that they sent you. So I think it's perfect. And then we start to text and we talk and we get to know each other. And then before we get to the wedding, she's like, honestly, my best friend. And I have all of my contacts from all of my brides for the last six years. I love that. It, uh, you you right? build these relationships along the way. And that, yes. uh, they're not yes. just clients. They become really good. They become uh, more. Yeah. Exactly. Really good friends along the way. And I do. And I love it. So, and I mean, spending time with them means you get to know them as a human and what their day-to-day life is like and what, what their wedding dreams look like. They tell you yes, everything. And they love to, about their wedding. Absolutely. I want to see the dress. I want to see the jewelry. I want to talk about the venue and everything. But it, all of that helps me bring their vision to life. All of that helps me think, okay, so this is, she wants to have a beautiful gown. She wants an open back. So to me, that is beautiful down hair. Or if she's got a beautiful tattoo on her back, she might want that so her hair up so it doesn't get covered. It all depends, right? So the longer I talk, the more I get to know. And the more I know, the better equipped I am for when the wedding comes and then you know them and their family. So it's that, that's very important to me. So if you overbook your weddings, you really can't do that. Then you're doing everything by email. You're not meeting them. You're not talking to them. You're not sharing stories. You're not getting... So my goal was not to open a business that was so big that I couldn't offer that service. So the weddings that I do have a year, I think some of the best service that I could possibly offer. I love that, that, you know, that you really put the experience that, you know, first and how you make them feel because I'm the same way. I mean, I don't consider myself the, the best videographer in this province. I don't, but I think the experience that I bring is something that I'm very proud of and something that uh, brings something different and unique to the table. And there's a reason why, you know, I, I do get referrals and, and, and those are the best, the best leads that come through or the ones that... My favorite thing is, is when I can actually go, I'll go and I'll do one bride and her best friends are there, her sister's there. And then four years later, I've managed to do every single wedding that was a part of her original bridal party. And they keep so calling just me checking every, them all off on the yeah checking them all off on the wall. There is like yeah yeah yeah. So I've done makeup on all of them like five times because I've done all of their and their best friends. So they're eating each other's bridal parties. So it just gone moves from one group to another group to another group. So I like, love it when that happens. Yes, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and the good news is I already know them. I've already done their face. Right. So I don't really need to do anything more than just go show up and, and hang out. But you do, you very quickly become their friends. And I've had the best clients in the world. I, I could not ask for anything better for sure. I love that. What are some of the lessons that you've learned over the last few years? I mean, imagine during COVID, oh. everyone had to pivot and adjust their way of uh, doing business. And how were you able to maneuver through those days? The good news with me is that I'm a mobile. We're a mobile team. So we literally go to you, which is great. So I don't have storefronts. So I'm able to keep my overhead low and I don't have to worry about losing anything in return. So when COVID hit, yeah, it was kind of rough. Um, I lost a lot of my weddings that I had booked that year and I was fine with it. I understood. I didn't lose anything because we were all just home and I don't have a storefront. So I didn't have to apply for any government grants or anything like that. So I could keep my business. We just kind of put it on the down low. 
the worst thing that happened is some of my makeup expired. I needed to, I needed to renew it. But outside of that, no, it's good. And then COVID was really easy for me because with Airbus, you don't actually touch anybody. So there's no brushes, there's no cleaning, there's no nothing. So because I, it's very, very like... Very sanitized. Like, I mean, it's... Yeah. You don't even need to because it's so hygienic, you don't touch. So for me to sell that was super... A lot of people didn't want it to be touched at that point. So it was it was super good. Like I I got through it okay. Actually, I'm pretty much unscathed. I just had to, like I said, replace some expired makeup. And then when COVID stopped and when everything came back to normal, I picked right back up. It seemed like right where I left off. I think I was actually busier than I was before it happened. To be honest, I think we all were. <laughs> I know for me, like uh, the last two years have been a whirlwind for sure, and wow. I just probably uh, took on too many weddings than I, than I should have, but. Mm-hmm. As someone who loves to give and to serve, I wanted to help everyone, right? And you know, exactly. you quickly find out uh, that you can't do that, and you have to be okay to say no. And sometimes you have to. Like I, I had brides crying because they were ghosted by their previous, their you know, their their makeup artists and hairstylists, and they were crying. They didn't know what to do, and I, I tried my best to help. And then for the most part, I, I almost kept up. Like Samantha and I, we worked really hard. We got people through their weddings, even though they were smaller weddings for the first year when everybody came back. And that was okay too. But you're right. At one point, you do have to say no, because you're not actually offering a service at that point. You're actually offering a disservice and you don't get to know your clients. So it's a building. Everything is a building process. For sure. I'm curious to know, going back to like the whole like education part of your role, because you're offering something that is very unique and it's not your typical setup that uh, brides and bridesmaids are used to. What are some questions that you get asked a lot? Oh my gosh, I get so many questions. They're like, well, what is the difference with airbrush? The biggest difference with airbrush is that it's very light. It's very light on your face. You feel like you're wearing nothing. It sprays out and it finds its own place in your skin and it just blends there. So there's no blending. So I don't have to sit there with a brush and constantly blend out your eyes. Mm-hmm. It blends itself. It's a naturally blended product. So it's very, um, it's hypoallergenic. It's water-based. So that means that if you cry or sweat, it's, it's safe. You're okay. You just got to let it dry because it's, it's water. One day. Exactly. So water on water, when it dries, it looks the exact same as it did before. Because it's a water-based product, that means it's waterproof, sweat-proof, tear-proof. It lasts up to 18 hours. The wear on it is amazing. And most people, they'll come in the next day and they'll say, oh my God, I just went to brunch looking the exact same way. I got married. And I'm like, that's amazing. Good for you. (laughs) But it is water-based. Is it my forever look now? Yeah, right. So it is water-based. So it's super easy to come off. You just, literally, you just take a a cloth of some sort. You can use um, makeup remover cloths, even just water and the whole thing will just come right off. As easy as it went to put on. It takes roughly anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. That's another question people constantly ask me because they need to know how long to book for. Trials are typically about an hour. So that's another pretty popular question. And they always want to know that if it's good for photos. Well, the makeup comes from Hollywood and it's literally put on videos, movies, films. So it's very high definition. So it photographs beautifully as well as videos. It's same thing with videos beautifully as well. 
what else do they ask me? Oh, they ask me if there's like, what are their color options? Like, cause I have to tell them, you know what? We do eyes and brows. And like, is there a lot of options? Oh my gosh. So many options. I got so many different shimmers. Cause right now shimmers are huge. People love to have a small little shimmer in their eye and the afterglow in their face. And then the highlight. I go for that right now. <laughs> right? All the things. So um, yeah, those are pretty much the questions that people ask me. And, and of course, the hypoallergenic thing. I get a lot of questions on, will it, will it disturb my skin? My skin is sensitive. I've got all of, you know, and um, the fact that it's hypoallergenic makes me super happy. But we'll always do a test if we need to, to make sure that in the last six years, I don't use Dynair. I've had zero issues. That's great. Not one person. That's yeah. That's I know, right? That's that's amazing, I thought. Knock on wood, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope I have a seven-year and saying the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back in a year from now. Is pricing something that is asked too? Like, uh, because I know it can get... Uh, expensive, especially when you have like a large bridal party. It's true. Yeah. So airbrush makeup is generally more expensive to purchase than normal makeup itself. Mind you, conventional makeup is getting quite expensive as well. So because it's it's, it's a US product, I think that's probably the biggest thing is because it's a US product. So the US exchange right now is really bad and then shipping these days is really bad. So there's a few issues, but I try not to push that as a part of my, because I didn't get into this to make a bunch of money. I mean, I make money, so I'm comfortable, but I'm not, I don't put an extra two, $300 on there because it's bride. I don't believe in that. I think that everybody deserves one bridal party. They have their moms, they have their sisters, they have their best friends, and they're doing this as a whole bridal group experience, not a bridal experience, not just a bride. This is their whole group. They're there to celebrate each other, to love each other, to just be a part of their happiest day of their life. So I do not believe in charging an extra $200 because it's a bride. Right. Everybody gets the exact same experience from me. And that doesn't matter who you are or what part you play. You could be moms. I love moms. Moms are the most important part, right? They make their brides happy. They're there to support and to celebrate. So I don't believe in charging extra. So i managed to keep all of my prices the exact same for everybody. And it's $125 per person. Bride, bridesmaid, it doesn't matter who you are. So I think that's probably the most important thing. I didn't get into this for all that money. You have to lead with your why. I think that's... Uh... I think so. And I think my why is what's kept me going all of these years and why I keep trying to enhance and move on and move forward and get bigger. But not only that, but let's be honest, I'm hanging out with a bunch of women on the happiest day of their lives and they've got mimosas happening. They've got all these great music on the, and it's just, I have so much it's fun. Jamming. It's jamming. It's a good time. <laughs> exactly. I love that. So I go to a bridal party. I'm literally standing in one spot for like six hours doing makeup on all of these women and I don't even feel like I've been there for three. Yeah. I mean, my back tells me I've been there for six, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm the happiest person because I'm laughing and I'm carrying on and we're just... We have the best time. And most of the time, because I'm mobile, we often go to hotels is a big one and a house, people's homes, like either the bride's house and then she sends her her groom out or we'll meet at a mom's house or Mm -hmm. something like that. We all meet there and then there's a ton of food. And yeah, so it was probably the best days of my life. Honestly, I have so much fun at my weddings. I really do. I honor them and I cherish them. And I love all things wedding. So I've gone as far as BC and all the way down to Medicine Hat. I've gone to the mountains are my favorite, of course. I was just going to ask, like, is there one location that has really stood out for you that doing your work is and you're looking around, it's like, is this real? Is like, you have to pinch yourself. It is. I know. 
you have to picture yourself and think like some some of these places like you don't even know that they exist really but there's a few Camore is one of my love absolute it. favorite places to go i love Camore. their photos their their background the people and and they Hollywood know loves it too now apparently yeah. <laughs> well they know how to entertain Camore, they've got it they've they've figured out their tourism they're very good at that so they cater. They cater very well. So I have a lot of fun when I go out there. Um, it's very beautiful, but it, it can be expensive when you go out towards the mountains, right? So right now, like we're booking stuff out in Kananaskis. Kananaskis is starting to get pretty big. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Waterton. Oh, I love Waterton. That's yeah. I haven't gone to Waterton. It's one of my places I really want to go oh, to. Like I, I've traveled basically everywhere in Alberta except for Waterton. And it's like, oh, it's that elusive unicorn that I I, I need to get to. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go you're gonna love it but they do beach weddings in water too uh, so if you imagine the hotels are in the background and then they have this beautiful yard the beautiful landscape all the way down right down to the water so it's absolutely phenomenal so you got your mountains in the back and you've got your lake and then you've got yeah, it's just amazing it's incredible the photos are incredible the experience is incredible and like i said exact same thing applies for them they know how to cater to these things They've made it their life staples and they've made good business off of it. So the experience is very well done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of travel, how do you charge for that? Like, is there a set rate or is it based on kilometers or? I try to do a set rate and I try to do it so it's reasonable. So me and the girls, we're, like, we're traveling. We usually take one car. We never take separate cars. We always go together. That stays on gas. It stays on everything else. So I try to always get my girls money. For travel, me not so much. I'll pay for the gas out of it, and I'll just grab a few dollars for myself. I'm the same way. But I try to base it off. I'm, yeah, right. I'm based off how many hours it takes to get there. So, like, we I just booked a wedding in Kananaskis, so I got my girls each hundred dollars. So, no, it's not by the kilometer. I don't usually do it by the kilometer. I usually do it by the distance or how many hours it travels, and I try to figure out if I can pay them something per hour. But some of these weddings are so big that I don't charge anything for travel, but depending on where it is. Like if I have a big wedding camera, I won't charge anything. I don't charge to go to Cochrane. I don't charge to go to Strathmore or Airdrie or anything like that. So it's really a case by case. Yeah. And then my pricing includes travel inside of Calgary. So we're good there too. But it is a case by case. Even during construction season when I can, you can be uh, <laughs> stuck in traffic and it's like, wow, like I could be in the hours. mountains by now. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it takes me longer to get the other end of town than it does to get the mountains. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But I mean, it's so hard to do in business, right? I mean, with gas prices too these days, oh my God. Now you touched on this a little bit earlier about motivation. I'm curious to know, like all these years later, like what still motivates you? Like, are, do you find new inspirations? Like, are you looking out, outside of the wedding industry for inspiration? I do. Actually, I just did a fashion show yesterday over at Spruce Meadows. And I had so much fun. I'm telling you, I had the best day. I'd never done makeup so fast in all of my life. So that was a learning curve for me. Now that I know I can do it, I had no idea it was in me to do that. But I did. I had so much fun. I, it was it was crazy. It was amazing. Humans, not not horses. We're not talking about mares here. No, we're talking about people. But they, but, they, but there was horses there actually, and they were um, they had a whole bunch of bling for the horses. <laughs> but uh, Spruce Meadows is uh, is for horse yeah, jumping yeah, stuff like that. That's that's what their showcase is. So they had clothes from all over the world. So every girl was looking different, and they were and there were sixteen of them. So I've come to realize I love that too. So outside of wedding, that motivation was great. The girls were great. 
the, the models were fabulous. The, the coordinator was fabulous. Like they were all, even the photographer, I mean, it, they were great. So I thought, hmm, now that's kind of piqued my interest a little bit. So <laughs> I was invited back for June. So I think maybe, I don't know, I might do that on a, on a, on a yearly basis, I think, because they wanted to try to do something annually. So I'll see. We're going to dabble into that, see how far I can get it. And have you looked at, you know, Hollywood? Because I know Alberta is becoming more of a hotspot now for crews coming here. And Well, that's that's a little on the tricky side. You need to have a lot of degrees in order to even be considered to get into there. Now, in FX makeup is one of the biggest things that they want you to do. So it's all special effects. I've gone as far as that. That would be my very last course I would need to take. So... But it's unionized. It's a lot of hours. It would really take away from my weddings. And I think it would take away from what I wanted to do when I first started this. So I always, my mind dabbles in and out of it. I don't know if I'll ever follow through <laughs> because of that reason. But it, it's it's a lot of hours. But I think it would be, it would be fun. That's for sure. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it's, uh, never know. we don't have a crystal ball. So <laughs> it's... Uh... I'm glad that you do keep your your why and your your initial reason for getting into this, you know, in front of you because I think that's what's going to help propel you and and get you through those some of those tough times because as glamorous as it, as it may seem, there's a lot of uh, hard work and sacrifices that go on behind the scenes. They do, and then for most people, women love they love beauty. They love to take care of themselves, and women themselves are a beautiful vessel. So what they do is is they're always looking to enhance your beauty. They're looking for new skills. And you can see that clearly. Look on Pinterest. Oh my gosh. Like there's so many people doing some very invasive things and inventive things. So you've got a lot of that. But at the end of the day, I also believe that people want to take care of their skin. And skincare is, it can be tough. There's a lot of products out there that hurt, that make or break your skin. You don't really know. And a lot of people don't like to test that theory. And I'm I'm one of those people. I don't like to test that theory. I have old skin. <laughs> I don't I don't want it to look more old. And, and it took me years to clear it all up. And and I so airbrush is because it is so light and it doesn't it doesn't hurt you. It's easy to come off. You can sweat through it, so it doesn't clog up all your pores. You don't get acne out of it. It's very very good that way. So I think because people are looking for new ways, but they're also looking for ways to take care of their skin at the same time. So another thing that I always tell people, if this is something you're interested in, I have zero problems teaching. I will teach you how to use it. Take care of it. I mean, I got my teaching degree when I was at Dynair because I did so many hours and I have no problems doing that. And I've sold a few kits and I've taught my girls how to do it. And yeah, they take care of their gun. And yeah, and it's, it's easy. Once you learn how to do it, it's just the practice that it takes to practice, to, to, to perfect it. It takes a little bit of time. And once you get that, Oh my gosh. It's like anything, it's right? Like it's, it's a craft, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it art. is. It's a craft. It's, it's something like, that, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of uh, hours and dedication and money. And money, yeah. You can do so much with airbrush. Like, do you know how much gray hair I've hairsprayed out of out of people's hair because they didn't have a chance to get a dye before their wedding? I've sprayed, like, right? Because you, hair, just, you like, just actually hair yes. back onto my head, that'd be great. Well, you'll be able to notice it, but for people who have like light hair at the the ends of their head, they have these these light little patches of hair and I'll go ahead and I'll airbrush that and I'll airbrush the the So there's no hope for me, but that's what you're... There's no hope for you, no. Thanks, I appreciate it. And that's the end of this episode now. No problem. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Oh, and we'll do tattoos. Well, we cover, like, I cover tattoos as well. And we also cover, um, like, if you have, um, like, a big tan, so you have tan lines, or if you burn, all of those things are all coverable with airbrush especially and it's super easy so when i go to a wedding i tell the girls i'm here to the very end i'm here until you're in your dress and you guys are good and i make sure there's no pimples and there's no tan lines or something that needs to be covered that i will make sure that i'm there to cover it i don't just go to a wedding give myself 45 minutes per person and then leave i don't do that i make sure my bride and her party are ready to go they're photo finished they're prepared there's no nothing that we've missed bobby pins didn't come out Hair didn't fall out. (laughs) My hair pod falling out. Right? There's a lot of things that I absolutely refuse to leave just in case. But I've seen it done. I've seen it done where I'm the makeup artist and the hairstylist came in and she was, she had her time. She had a time booked, 45 minutes per person. And whether she liked it or not, she had to go. And that's really hard on an artist. It really is because that is your work you're putting out there. That's your work and everybody's photos that they're sharing with all of their loved ones. So I don't want to put myself in that situation. That's my work. That's my blood, sweat and tears, right? So I won't do that. I won't leave until I know. Do you typically good. just book one wedding per day? It's just one wedding at a time. Yeah. Unless it's like a morning wedding and an evening wedding somewhere is where I know I have lots of time on both. Then I can do two a day. So, but for the most part, no, I'll book one wedding a day and I'm there until they're done, until they're, they don't need me anymore. Whatever that looks like. If it's a couple hours, if it's an hour, if it's 20 minutes after I'm done, they say, no, okay, I'm good. You can go, then I'll go. But if not, I'm there until they're ready and photo finished out the door. Now you mentioned earlier, like on average, it's about 45 minutes for the airbrush. Yeah, it's anywhere between 30, 35 and 45 minutes. Yeah. And on average. How about like your hair and and, like the conventional makeup? Like how long does it usually take per person? Oh my gosh. I was about 50 minutes for conventional. And then the cleanup in between person to person was always about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Because you've got to clean all your brushes. You've got to clean all your makeup, your palettes and so on and so forth. So you're looking at least an hour for person. So I do save myself a good amount of time, but a good hairdresser will always ask an hour per person. So if I get a good hairdresser in there, I know that I've got an hour just as long as I, I like she's, she'll start the hair, I'll start to make up and then we just keep on switching off. So then I know I have an hour, which gives me extra time. And then if I'm done early, that's when my photos come out. That's when my, like my <laughs> photo bomb everything. You're in everyone's I'm stories. Like, photo. <laughs> I'm in everywhere. <laughs> I can't stand it. I got to take a million pictures and I come home like, wow, could I have taken any more pictures? And I'm so bad at it. But you like, can't help I'm, it. I'm not good at it. I get it. I can't help it. I'm so bad at it. Thank God I get an iPhone because it's the only thing that saves me sometimes. I swear. I'm so bad. I, I couldn't even, oh, I can't even explain it. And social media, I'm equally as bad at. So there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So this is really good information, especially, you know, with uh, brides planning their day, the timeline, being a videographer. For me, I'm always looking at, okay, what time is the, the makeup artist coming in? How many are there? That's right. It's It's for me... I typically come in about an hour before the dress gets put on. Normally, the bride is the last one that, that is done. Is that usually the case for you? Like, It is. Well, I usually do the bride kind of in the middle. I never do her at the beginning because I want her to be able to relax and eat and not not get so nervous and stressed. And if she needs to have just a sleep or she just wants to drink or just go see her mom or whatever – 
So I never do the bride in the morning ever. So if it saves a bridal party of six, we'll make sure we get three done and then I'll do my bride. Okay. Or if she has first look photos, that's, we have to consider all of that, all those things. So, and a lot of, and sometimes there's no photographer coming at all. They don't want any of it filmed or photographed. So it really all depends, but I never put my bride in the middle and I never put her at the end just in case, because you never know if something happens. If something is going to happen, it's not going to be to my yeah. bride. 100%. She will be where she needs to be on point, looking amazing and confident. So and it, once that happens, I'm a very happy woman. And then you can be in all the photos. <laughs> Don't give me all the photos. <laughs> I just start, I, oh my God, I'll just photo one photo after another, getting, getting ready photos, all the things. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. I need all I love the photos. It. Yeah, and all does that. it matter for you? <laughs> with your process um whether she gets her hair done first or no no um more often than not at first i thought it was a thing where you needed to do makeup first but i've learned that you don't because it you're never going to get all the make all the hair done after you because you would have to there's no overlapping at that Mm. point you're just going to get people that have their hair done that come in so i've learned how to just kind of work around it with airbrush it's easy all you got to do is literally just cover a little bit of the hair with your hand and just spray as close to the hair as you can but you don't even see because it blends itself out it's so easy just to hide it and i take it for the most part like they have to keep their eyes closed when they're using the airbrush no 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 it dries instantly So once you airbrush somebody, of course, I always start with your brow bone and then I move to your brows and then we go to your eyes and I'll do your eyes almost completely until the lashes and everything go on the end. And then you do your foundation, you do your contouring and then you do your blush and um, then you put on your lashes and yeah, you're good. But once it's on, you can touch it. It's smudge proof. You can rub it, you can scratch, you can do whatever you want. It won't move. It's not going to transfer onto your yeah. clothing either. So the bride getting dressed after is not a big deal or take, putting on anything white is not a big deal. And like I said, once it's on, it's on and it's and it's, it's non-transferable. So you can go ahead and touch touch away. Do whatever you want to do with it. Now, this is <laughs> going to sound like a really ignorant question, perhaps, but lips. Obviously, with the airbrush, I imagine but lips aren't included. Like that's... You can do lips with airbrush, but it doesn't really last because most people, especially on their wedding, they're nervous. So they lick their lips a lot. They get very dry mouth. As I'm licking my lips right now. So I've learned, yeah, like I've learned early on that is absolutely a problem. So I'm like, okay, so we can't address that with airbrush because of that reason. You can literally see it. And then you got that whole 80s where your lips are just lined and there's nothing in the middle thing happening. I remember those days it was not a good look, but <laughs> so that happens a lot. So I've learned, so Dying Air actually has its long lasting. Uh, so it lasts about eight hours and I have multiple varial colors and more often than not, I just put on a base and then the brides will take their, their lip gloss or something that's colored and they'll put it in their husband's pocket. And I always tell girls, I'm like, you know what? Throughout your photo process, Take some lip stuff, whatever you like, whatever it looks like, put it in your husband's pocket and then just ask the photographer to wait and then top up your having lips. Having an emergency kit, like even having your right? maid of honor yes. or someone having that on, on standby. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's always really good to have. So I'll start, I'll put on the base because anything that's long lasting dries matte. And when you're nervous, you get dry and your skin gets dry. Like I always tell, I always tell women before, if you really love the matte look, because it's very much in style right now. Take some coconut oil and a little bit of sugar and rub it on over your lips. And that'll get rid of all of those chunky pieces because anything matte shows up in a photo. Anything at all. And you know this. I'm going to be trying all these things now. I got to look good in in all the the background of these photos. (laughs) Exactly. But you you learn all these little tricks and traits. And I get a lot of my feedback actually off photographers. 
Photographers are my best friend. I love them. Absolutely. I follow them when I take photos. I'm a real big pain in their butts. I swear. They show me the angles. And when I see what they see, then I can see where I need to go. So like when I airbrush somebody and I go down just a certain amount, but their butt there just doesn't quite cover that low, then I can see that because you guys can see that. Mm -hmm. So photographers are by far my best friend and they're, they're my harshest critic, but their critic makes me the best that I can be. You guys see everything. Like there's nothing really that I can't get past that you guys can't see. And I'm like, oh man, look at that. But I've learned a lot and it's taught me a lot for sure. And I know on the, like, on, on the video end, because I'm a videographer, like there's a lot less flexibility f- for me when it comes to mm-hmm. altering uh, an image afterwards in post-production. So for me, like yeah. we have to, as much as we can, like nail it down, like on the day of, because I can't go in. It's and... true. No, you guys can't redo everything no, it's, twice. It's, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a little harder for you guys. So the fact that I, I'm learning as much as I am off of you guys, like I know that you guys like to do the side photos and the kissing photos and, and, and all those photos are beautiful and all the women want them and I don't blame them. So I try to keep all of that in mind. I'm like, okay, what will it look like in the sun looking on the side? Does, does the contouring come off as dirty? I've learned that. That was a horrible lesson to learn too. I got photos. Oh my gosh. I got photos from one of my brides my second year in and we did some contouring and she wanted to hide her chin. And I looked at her photos and I'm like, oh my gosh, she looks dirty. Like, I can't, no, this can't be. And I'm like, this, no, I was so upset by that. And I'm like, no, no, there's got to be better ways of doing it. So I actually do contouring with a powder blush as what I have. It's like a darker rose. And then I add that with the lighter colors and then it's much easier and it doesn't look dirty. And it's, yeah, it's it's so much cleaner look, but much cleaner look. It's only because of the way the photos are taken. Contouring is beautiful when you look dead on. Like it's gorgeous when you're just taking the front photo of their face. But when you're looking up and you're looking up at your at your husband, or it, you can see that in a photo. And it must be you guys to Photoshop that out. And I, I think, think. It, to me, like I know, like <laughs> I've captured like uh, well over a hundred weddings. I know you've done over a uh, hundred weddings yourself, and so I've seen a lot of different types of faces and you know makeup looks different on everyone and so yes how are you able to i guess uh, be a chameleon in a sense and really conform to their bone structure because i don't you know people's jaw lines are different and and so forth i think it's all a, it's all an experience game at that point I don't really know if people really know, like, so for an example, like I look at the face, the face, is, is the face round? Is it oval? What would look good? What what could I break down? Where can I get that, that sexy appeal? I'm always looking to make women sexy, but they're all natural. My training is all natural beauty. I don't do that contouring that changes the way you look. Yeah. I don't do any of that stuff, but natural beauty is where I always go. So I look at the face, I look at the structure, I look at the eyes and I think, okay, well, how can I take her natural beauty and enhance it to what she's looking to look Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day? Like everybody has a vision. They have photos and they think, okay, I want to apply that to my face and see how it looks. So I try to take all of that and then, so face, like for, for an example, somebody has a round face, then you want to do a little bit more contouring on the side, which gives you, opens up your jawline. If somebody has more of an oval face, then that changes it again. So everything changes as you go, but all of it is based on experience, I believe. I don't know that they teach you a little bit in school, 
You, you need to get your hands dirty. You need to get your hands dirty. You've got to dive in and you've got to do it on as many faces as you can because every time you do it, you're going to learn something different. So, I mean, for certain, if you ha- if your eyes are a little bit smaller and stuff, well, a lot of people don't realize that the more black you put, the smaller your eyes look. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've noticed that like in, in my films, it's like, it's challenging at times. It's like, oh my goodness. It's like, I can't not have them have black eyes. It's like, they look like the devil now. And I'm like, yeah. And they don't look like they have eyes. They're very small. So like, I mean, there's certain things. I mean, there's cat eyes. They're specific to a certain person, a certain eye form, but it's not for everybody. Right. It's just not the way it works. So, I mean, I think experience plays a lot in, it plays a huge role in what people want to look like and knowledge and knowledge of your brides. That's probably the most important thing. If I can recommend anything for anybody, get to know your people. If you don't, you're never going to know what their dreams and their visions are. I think that's probably the most important thing. You need to know what they're looking for. This is the biggest day of their life. And this is costing so much money that I want it to be perfect for them. And if you're going to get into this industry, I honestly believe that's the way to go. That will take you to the top. My airbrushing and all the money and education I've put forth, I believe is is going to take me exactly where I want to be for the next 10 years of my life. So, and I'm usually booking a year ahead of time. So I'm booked for 2023. I have a couple of dates left, not a lot. So, and of course, week weekdays are always open, but for the most part, yeah, I'm starting booking the 2024. That's amazing. So the things are looking up for you. That's, that's great. The things are looking really good. And I, I honestly believe that Airbrush has taken my business to the next level. If it wasn't for that, I think I would be stuck in a rut of all the competition. So selling uh, Ford parts. <laughs> I think so. so. Selling parts and doing conventional makeup that I, I, I wasn't happy doing at the end of it all, right? So it wasn't you. It wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. Airbrush is definitely me. It's definitely my my niche, and I and I do love it. I do love it very much. And I mean, like I said, like you said at the beginning, it's not for everybody. It's very thin. It's very fine. The coverage is good, but it doesn't give you that thick feeling of all the foundation. You don't get that because it's very light and airy. Like you feel like you're wearing nothing at the end of the day. Ninety five percent of people love it, but I've had a few people say, you know what? I I feel naked. I don't feel like it's enough. And at the end of the day, that's that's all you can do. And I'm like, you know what? You tried. I'm happy you did. And if you ever change your mind, you know where I am. Yeah, you, you have to feel comfortable and confident in your own skin. You do. And for some people, it's not enough. They have that every day. They wear the, the big foundation and they do all of that. And to them, that's their comfortable zone. And me asking them to get out of it, I think is a little bit harder. For sure. Especially their looks, right? For sure. So how can people find you? Oh, it's easy. Um, Bridal Beauty Bar. So I have a website. I have Instagram, Bridal Beauty Bar, YYC. Um, You just really (laughs) Google Bridal Beauty Bar. Everything pops up. Everything. So it's easy. They can send me a message through email. You can call me. You can text me. Anyway, honestly, some people reach out through Instagram. Some people reach out through Facebook. Any way you want to. Do people still fax anymore? No, I don't think so. Can you even buy a fax machine? I don't even think so. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure you can. Like, it's thrown in as a as an extra feature. <laughs> it's so funny. No, I'm pretty sure that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but any other way, <laughs> I'm available. Yeah, I get lots of texts every day and I get lots of emails every day. So, yeah. And even lots, just people even call me and, and, and ask questions, really. I mean, you don't have to really 
call to book me. You can call to ask questions. You can call to see if I'm just even available, right? So, I mean, there's lots of things that we can do. That's amazing that uh, you're offering your knowledge, you know, at no, like expectation of anything return. I, I love that. That's... No, no. As well as I will teach you. If this is somebody that just wants to learn how to do airbrush because they love, they love what it offers. I'm down to help teach. I've taught so many different people that I've just met over the years. They're like, okay, if we got a kit, can you teach me how to use it? And then twice a year, I call them and tell them, okay, I'm ordering now. Do you guys want anything? Or sometimes I'll carry extra here. And um, if I do, then yeah, they just buy it off me. And then I just maintain their makeup for them or we change it up or sometimes they just want to change their look and they want to come in and just talk and see what the new look is going to look like. They want to try different things. Like what if I go from lighter to darker? What if I add some rose into my world? What if I add some shimmers into my world? You know, and a lot of times they just want to come and talk and bounce ideas and figure out what's best for their look. And I'm fine with all that too. So, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm down for just about anything. <laughs> And I love runway now. Come to find out, that's a whole new thing for me. So I'm quite excited about that. I love it. I love it. No, that's so exciting. And thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your story and your passion. Like, I'm almost positive everyone that's listening to this can really hear how passionate and, and how much this gets you up in the morning and excited to, to do what you do. Oh, it so does. And I'm so glad. I just want the whole world to know that this is a new way and it's a new exciting chapter in in beauty and makeup and it's very, very popular in the US. So if you go to Vegas to get married, you'll get that. You'll get all the airbrush experience. And that's what I have on my website. If you look on my website, it'll ask you, come enjoy the airbrush experience. Come and see what it's all about. I encourage everybody to try it. And don't be scared of the air gun. It's just an air gun. It can be maintained. I will I will show you how. And a lot of people, they, they get all these new, like there's a few and they'll just send you air guns and within a week their air gun is completely clogged and there's they don't know how to fix that there's just so many things that i can i can teach and don't be scared of it and and give it a shot i think most people will absolutely love it well i love that you're really blazing a trail here for the uh alberta makeup industry here i think this is great i think we we need more (laughs) of this and I'm really excited to see where uh, this takes you. We're going to have to definitely uh, get together and uh, see uh, what magic you can do with me. Oh, I'd just love to. That'd be great. I do a lot of makeup on men too. It's mostly just, I mean, the skin tone, but it's really good for photos. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I I can't wait. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on again and we'll definitely have to catch up soon. Perfect. Thank you. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.